Hello and welcome to Film Seizure. My name is Charles Moore. Uh, with me, as always, are Jeffrey Arbuckle. Say hi, call Jeffrey me, Arbuckle. Call me Little Jeff. Little Jeff. Little Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hack, man. Um, <laughs> and Jason I've been Oliver. Beaten up quite a bit these last couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and jason oliver hi jason hey yeah uh, my or my my more formal name jason olivier jason olivier <laughs> um this week we are doing for our third western film 1992's unforgiven by francis ford coppola just kidding it's <laughs> by plenty. metallica by oh, wait, metallica oh wait they're canceled now <laughs> <laughs> no 1992's Clint Eastwood film, Unforgiven, um, which it's not is just any 1992 film. It's the best picture. Of it the- is the best picture of 1992. It it, 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 it it was indeed. Who did it beat, Jeff? Tell us real quick. Well, I don't remember all of them, but the big one it beat was The Crying Game. Okay. Yes, we were. Steph and I were talking about this. I can't remember the other. Hang on, the other I'll couple get... that were in there. Yeah, while you're looking, I got it. Um, I got it. It, it was a pretty good year. Um, it beat The Crying Game, A Few Good Men, Howard's End, and The Scent of a Woman. There you go. Nice. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Um, <laughs> I kind of alluded to this, but this film was originally with Francis Ford Coppola. Um, it was given to him in the 80, I think the early 80s. The and... script had been sticking around for like 10 or 15 years. Yeah. So yeah. it was an old script. Um it landed in Clint Eastwood's lap, but his his script reader don't, when, shouldn't we all have script readers like people that read scripts for us so we don't have to do it? Um, said it was trash. I can't afford. I can't afford that for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> his script reader said it was trash, so it just sat and sat and sat. So I think Clint Eastwood sat on this for a good ten years before he decided to make it even like once he decided to make it he's like i have a few other projects i want to do first it's interesting that the guy who wrote it david webb people peoples i wrote some really good stuff um yeah. he wrote he was a co-writer on blade runner um he's also he also wrote some schlock i'll be i'll be honest he he lady hawk's pretty good um leviathan is terrible but i love it it's just a an alien ripoff underwater um, alien right? underwater alien ripoff yeah yep. it's the movie um, i always confuse with the abyss and wish i was watching the abyss instead sorry go ahead <laughs> yes yes but it, it's it's like if you mash up the abyss and alien for yeah, sure yeah sure. mash the two up um but my my personal not my personal favorite this is this is obviously a joke but i really really like this movie uh, he wrote and directed this movie called the blood of heroes oh also known as the salute of the jugger and it is this post-apocalyptic flick starring rutger hauer and joan chen about about this futuristic game like gladiatorial game that is kind of a cross between lacrosse and rugby oh <laughs> called, my god called, called jugger and his movie is fucking awesome like it is just ridiculous rugger hauer's acting his face off in this terrible movie like well, you had me at Rucker Howard because yeah. he is like a hero of the '80s movies for me. Like, you got it, got to see this flick. It's I, as far as I know, it's never gotten like a really good Blu-ray release, but 
It's usually on Prime. Look for it under the Blood of Heroes. Wow. Wow. I'm in. I'm it, in. It, it's a blast. It's a blast. I am in. Um, well, so, he yeah. Also, he also, uh, I mean, he wrote 12 Monkeys. Yeah, but that came after, obviously. Okay. I was, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I said, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that came after, a few years after this. I don't, I don't know when he actually wrote 12 Monkeys. That'd be interesting to know how long that script had been out there. And apparently, this one had been kicking around a while. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. it being like, I think this one had uh like i i remember hearing that what we said about clint eastwood having it that i want to say that he like i think clint eastwood talked about having this basically sit on his desk for 10 years in the same spot before he actually like got to it and yep. did it i mean he he had to do pink cadillac first god damn it yeah. <laughs> i wonder cadillac. how much I wonder how much this movie be, be getting made has a debt to Dances with Wolves. Um, that a lot. Yeah, I think definitely some from what from what I read. Um, and Eastwood himself was like, I didn't set out to like do a western film. He's like, I never really picked the popular trend in movies. In fact, I tried to go against yeah. what was popular, but. Obviously, Dances with Wolves being a huge success, what, two years earlier? Yeah, two um, or three years. Yeah. Yeah. Probably lent itself to getting this done. Um, and a lot of the actors, like I think Hackman read the script and said he didn't want to do it. But then Eastwood said, I'm not going to glorify the violence. I think it was Hackman. I might be saying this wrong. Sorry. But he roped in these people based on his own clout, right? Like, Morgan Freeman was like, well, Clint's attached. I'll do it. Right. Like that's basically right. how a lot of the people ended up in this movie, which is probably the case in a lot of <laughs> it's funny. films. It's funny that, that Gene Hackman was that reticent to do it because what, like two years later, he did the quick and the dead where it was almost like a, like a super amped up, like glorification of, of the old West. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it was Hackman that had the the hesitancy to do it, but yeah. Because um, I always, it's kind of interesting to me because I always kind of see these that the both of these roles, Hackman's role in Unforgiven and Quick and Dead, as almost the same character, but with a lot of cocaine in between. Hackman <laughs> <laughs> is so insane in the Quick and the Dead. It's like he amped up his role big time from from his role in Unforgiven. His and role like shed, like, is and like and like awesome. and like shed it shed all sense of nuance and um and gray right because because his yes you're absolutely right his character in unforgiven is incredible it really is it's so interesting um and his character in the quick and dead is just straight villain yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't seen that in a long time is that shane black or who wrote that uh, I don't know who wrote it, but Sam Raimi directed it. Oh, Raimi. It's very much a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, Unforgiven 1992, as Jeff pointed out, best picture. Um, and I think for very, very good reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very kind of uh, anti-Western. Uh -huh. Western. Um, it has a lot to say with very little 
said, at yep. least by it's Clint Eastwood again, right? Like he's he's so quiet in almost all of these movies. It's like going back to the Leone stuff. He's he's about. actually acting in this though. Like he is, he's bringing a lot of nuance. He's not every man with no name for sure. Right, right. Yeah. He's no longer playing a caricature. He's playing. He's playing the the caricature with all of that stripped away, right? Yeah, what and, you are when and as when... a reflection of of what he used to be, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. So you can use the man with no name as kind of a basis for what his character was, maybe even closer to Tuco from the way he's described, almost from from the last movie. But sure. Sure. I don't know. I would. I would almost even say, yeah, he's really angelized. Yeah, I was. But I. It could Fair. be any of them. Any yeah. amalgamation of those characters from the good, the yeah. bad, and the ugly. He was just not a good person. Right. Oh, he was um, an evil son of a bitch. Evil yeah. son of a bitch. Yep. Shot people that didn't deserve it. All sorts of stuff. Um, you can also. I always kind of take the his character in the Leone movies as almost called a sort of a grain of salt, right? It's it's like um, Mad Max in the Wasteland movies, you know. Yeah. These are kind of like tales of legend, like, and he's the winner, right? In all of those movies, so the history favors the winners, right? So this is the word of mouth that was told about the man, but um, but we get kind of the sanitized version. Well, this in those is movies. Yeah. This in reality, is the, this is the he real was guy. a real son of a bitch. Right. right. Yeah. And you get a sense of that kind of like revisionism, even within the old West, the real old West with the character um, of the writer. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Beauchamp. Yeah. So there's, there's that whole thing what? happening here too, where it's like, I'm, we're revising the, the movie Western, but we're also revising like the true history of the details of the gunfighter. Right. 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 It's really interesting. Well, it's this this movie is based very heavily on story mm-hmm. um, uh, and story of the characters as perceived by other characters in the movie. Like their reputation mm-hmm. uh, precedes yes. them, but their realism is a lot different than that. Right. Um, I mean, the movie begins and ends with a story about how did an otherwise good and moral woman end up with Clint Eastwood's character. When she died, it was not at the hands of money, which is William money. Right. As her mother might have expected, but of smallpox, that was 1978 or 1878. I think 1878. Sorry. Yeah. Two years before. Yeah. And so, you know, right there, you're kind of setting up the idea that this guy is considered at the very least, to be bad news um but then when you see him you know he's he's uh we're kind of entering the movie like the schofield kid does yeah where it's like wait you don't look like some mean son of a bitch you're you know he's he's struggling to to wrangle hogs that have fever yeah i mean his name is very close to william h bonnie right um so you kind of get the feeling that he's a retired like what would william what would billy the kid have become if he found a woman and settled down yeah kind of right thing sorry jeff go ahead no no that's fine um hey that's a good lead into next week too (laughs) (laughs) young guns too 
Oh, wait. <laughs> We're not watching Young and Suits. See the size of that chicken? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the... Um, but yeah, so like, you know, but at the same time, we also are getting a story being woven about two people who commit a crime at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. One person commits a crime. The other person actually has some morality to him. And it's a little sad what ends yep. up happening. There. Very sad, actually. Yeah. He's um, one of the most tragic people in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, and, and you see it in Clint Eastwood's face after he hits him and um, ned especially ned oh yeah ned, ned's had enough after that yeah. um but yeah so like so the movie really kind of begins with this whorehouse um run by the bad guy from the teacher that cracks me up that this was his last movie and the teacher is uh, that was his last movie no, this is a unforgiven. This is his last movie. He died in 2020, but this was his last movie. Interesting. Um, the teacher is an old 70s exploitation movie that I've covered in a couple of different ways of B movie enema. Jason thinks it's a very bad movie. I think it's actually pretty decent. Which uh, one? The teacher. I don't remember that one. With the with the kid who ends up in a relationship with his teacher. Oh, it was just so boring. Yeah. yeah. Oh my I god. Yeah, this guy was in Wacko. Yeah, he's he's an exploitation actor. Yeah. Well, his um, face is very recognizable. Exactly. Very recognized. He's he's been in some okay stuff. He was in Burnt Offerings. He was in um, Return from Witch Mountain. That's weird. Yeah. Oh my god, he's in like a good two and a half. Yeah. He's Hector yes. Savage. I just saw yeah. him the other yeah. day in that. Yeah. He gets so, a towel uh, thrown at his face. Yeah, but <laughs> yes. you're right. He's a very recognizable face. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, he, he sings memories really well, actually. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. I keep <laughs> um yeah, so he's he's this is Skinny's hotel, and he basically we find out later, he's he kind of owns the the whores here. Um, under contract and it and it's real fucking kind uh, of slavery gets, I, like. uh, yeah it does oh, sure. um because well, even little bill who's uh, gene hackman even kind of comments on that yeah but it gives him a, an easy out to solve this problem so which is kind of the thrust of the whole movie at that point yep um but yeah so one guy is is having uh sex with strawberry alice um who's like the madam basically and they hear commotion in the other room and the the guy's buddy has beaten up his hooker and slashed her face um because she giggled that he has a small pecker um so already out of the gate we're dealing with some some themes of uh masculinity gone haywire male inferiority and yeah. yep all of that and um so the 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 girls are able to basically get the guys kind of uh hogtied essentially to each other and they bring in little bill who's gene hackman who um basically is going to whip the guys both of them even the accomplice, even though he had nothing to do with what's happening, to which Strawberry Alice... He kind of he kind of held her down at first and then realized it was wrong and then yeah. tried to... I mean, but he, he's, he's a he's bit of an least. accomplice, but he does kind of relent. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. the least of the two. For, for sure. sure. Uh, but anyway, Lil Bill's going to whip him, to which uh, Strawberry Alice, who's uh, played by Francis Fisher, 
says who, was, who has a child with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who said uh, basically it's like this is all you're going to do. You know, he he's basically disfigured Delilah and all of that. And so he then when Skinny basically says, I had a contract, what am I going to get compensated? Because now I have goods that I can't sell. Damaged goods. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's the case, huh? And so that basically gives Bill Daggett the really the the chintzy fucking way out of this. He's he's weak, in my yeah. opinion, even oh, yeah. though he 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 does have some strength. It's all misguided. It's he's all... someone else who is kind of living life based on his legend a little bit and his title as sheriff. And his title, sure, and, and and he got his title because of his legend, no doubt. Probably, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so basically, he he arranges it to where these guys are going to pay Skinny with uh, seven with, ponies for a cut or yeah, exactly, which means they they really aren't out anything and they really aren't going to face any kind of justice so alice is like all right everybody what money do you have we're gonna hire a gunman to to give us the justice we need which is also misguided but it is frontier justice is frontier justice this is what i mean yeah keep your shit in line or you might get a you you might face justice at the end of a barrel we shouldn't undersell this seven ponies is kind of a big deal i mean it is but it's not it's 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 the wrong payment for that is more i think the better way to say it is right Uh, they're not paying the right thing yeah Yeah, i mean that would be like a, a judge sentencing a rapist to 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 pay for damages of a of a broken in convenience store you know i mean it's it's the wrong judgment for you know and it was done totally based on bill probably saying oh these guys didn't mean anything but it also debases her humanity right exactly It, it, it it reinforces societally that she's just a good to be sold they're they're lesser they're right they're felt and looked at as lesser people Right. And right. Alice right. even says as much. She's she basically said, We may be whores, but we're but we're not animals. We're not right. livestock, right. basically. Right. Right. But that's how they're being treated. Yeah. Exactly. So yep. it is kind of tying in a ways that slavery still stuck around yeah. after slavery ended. Um mm. so it's uh, and it also um there is a little bit of a sort of anti capitalism in that too. Because it is, you're paying off the business owner, not the you know you're paying off the more powerful of that dynamic of right that, the, of the that thing, workspace. The thing that that appealed to Little Bill is that the business owner might lose business because no one will want to have sex with this right woman that he paid for. It has right. nothing to do yeah the woman or very little cut. to do with the woman at all. She right. hasn't gotten hurt any justice whatsoever. She gets no right. restitution. Right. Is that the right word? I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. And so there is that that sense that the that the business is more important than the individual. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's that's that's. Um. That's so just say so, I digress so, and we, no, I sorry. digress. So they start. <laughs> so they start telling every every cowboy from out of town that comes through. 
um to, put out the clarion it. call to all yeah. the thousand dollars thousand dollar bounty um and this eventually gets to the Schofield kid who eventually gets to william money because the Schofield kid wants to partner with william money because he's heard here he's the the biggest the baddest nephew, good well, he was bitch. the nephew of somebody that ran with with will and and ned yeah. yeah, and what I what I love about this is that by the time the story gets to William Money, it's that this whore was cut to like oh, it's almost cut off, like her. Like, well, uh, they say he Will says it. I yeah. suppose everything but her cunning. Right, yeah. right. So well, yeah, so, he he plays telephone the same way when right. he explains <laughs> it to Ned. He adds parts. He adds embellishment, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's so it's it's sort of like this old west sort of sort of like um, story that obviously is going to change from person to person. But there's also like a justification behind it. Well, it, right? it humanizes if, if her. It, it it does. It humanizes her, but it also is like. It's so bad we cannot let this injustice pass. Even exactly. though we're we're going to get paid to do it, right? Right. Well, we have yeah, to, it's, it's it's a justification to yourself. Well, it's I mean, okay, 30 years later, it's a lot of what's going on on Twitter is yeah. that you have to you are taking the 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 claim of being righteous by yeah. joining in yeah. on an injustice that has been twisted by the right. time it has reached you. And it's not to diminish what happened to her cuz right. it's obviously horrible. But but there's there's a, a very horrible what a horrible oh oh, Chuck. He's he's mouthing. <laughs> that's oh my god. I'm just gonna stop. Sorry, that's why there. I mouthed it. So I'm, I'm sorry, just gonna I'm stop sorry, my point Chuck, there because Chuck, because that's just too good. Let me just say something to you here. Deserves ain't got nothing to do with it. <laughs> that's, that's, let, let let you. I'll let you live with that for the next hour or so while we Thanks. continue this. <laughs> oh, horrible! <laughs> God, that just derailed everything. Uh, Sorry, that's why I mouthed it so it didn't come into play. It was, it was too good. It was uh, too it's a good. good thing I was. Plus, I had at, to think about Jason's it for a second. Here. Like, what's he mouthing at me? He's like, oh, yeah. It's uh, like when you that when you get the joke and you're just like. You're just like everything else. Nothing else matters. Even when I use restraint, it <laughs> destroys it. You just did another metallic. I did. I did. And I knew it exactly when I, I did it. I know when I almost spit out my drink. All right. Oh, shit. Let's wrangle oh. these pigs in here. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, we got to separate me because I have the flu. Apparently. <laughs> right. uh, well, you do. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, one thing I one thing I do definitely like about about will money at home is how he almost overacts his goodness to his kids yeah yeah like he cannot mention his wife without saying god rest her soul or your dearly departed ma or your yeah. you know like he's overacting that almost as if to try to convince himself that he that's what i was i was gonna say it's like a mantra yeah, yes. it, it keeps him on track. Yeah, he does it throughout the entire movie. He, whenever he's explaining himself to someone else, he's really talking to himself. Yeah, until to, to in, until the the final act, and right when, because then he is himself. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yes. It's not even he's given act. up like the, the ghost. Ten minutes. It's yeah. Nuts. Well, yeah. but 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 it begins. I look at the final act beginning with uh, basically him watching the rider on the on the horse basically coming for his soul at that point but let's yeah the, let's the woman dis- coming off uh, anyway sorry sorry I, i'm gonna wax real poetic about that whole fucking scene <laughs> well let's discuss him real quick 
because I, I alluded to this earlier. He met a woman who got him off the drink, right? Yeah. Yes. Which he is continuously saying, like, whiskey is what made me this bad person, right? Like, that's his belief is, like, once I stopped drinking, I wasn't this person anymore. It's obvious the entire movie that's not true. Right. But that is what he tells himself. Um, and he continuously throughout the movie is like, nope, can't drink. I am not that person anymore like it's his bear his his own personal barrier right this is how he convinces himself he's not that well well to some degree though i can i can understand where he's coming from it's that person who he is is always there but but the way it is able to come out his like jekyll and hyde solution is the whiskey right drink the drink enables him yeah the, yeah the drink the drink allows his 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 evil nature to emerge yeah that's and a I cop mean, out it's i a don't cop think out. so it, i don't it, think so it I think, may it may lessen his inhibitions but for him i i it's a i cop think out. i know what you're saying like he can't you can't blame blame who the evil thinks he's done on whiskey but he knows that if he has whiskey that he can keep it at bay by staying away from whiskey yeah like i mean i get i get that and I'll, I'll allow him some of that but in reality the bad things he does later he ain't drunk sure no, but, but he has but, drink but he, yes he, he has and it's kind of stupid i wish he drank after honestly it would have made more sense to me but i thought so too but but he, but i mean yeah i it, i think that there's a there's a I it's agree. more him telling himself it than it is real. Sorry, Jason, go ahead. No, no, I, I, I actually agree with your comment about you wish he had drank after. I agree with that too. Um, but we'll get there obviously one once we get to the end. But and I don't. Yeah, we should honestly just stop talking about this until we get to the end. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> my bad. It, it is important to it's note okay. that that's a, a common theme though throughout the movie for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. So basically. Um, I mean, because like even the Schofield kid kind of rips off the facade a little bit, too, because when he thinks about what he could do, like, because I mean, the thing is, is that he could get some money and he could do a lot with that for the kids, for them, you know, and um, and, and so forth. But um, as he's kind of thinking about it and as he's trying to, like, get back into the practice of shooting again which yep. is funny because like the he's he's there's a lot of funny with him oh yeah he is he's absolute balls with a handgun but with a shotgun <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's he blows that can away well, he can't he can't wrangle pigs he can't get on a horse no. he can't shoot a gun and, oh like, god the, the comment about how the horse and the pigs are just getting back at him for how he used to mistreat animals yeah in his bad days before he met their ma is hilarious. I feel, it's kind of I a moment like, of truth too, but right, yeah. yeah. I feel like a little bit with him having trouble getting on a horse is, is a little bit too much to be quite honest. It's a little too slapsticky. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't feel to me like he would be that far out of practice that he well, can't mount a horse. <laughs> it's not some, it's not, it's not that it's the horse itself. The horse is wild. Yeah. He doesn't have a tamed horse. Anymore. The kid says oh, that there's not fair, a saddle horse anymore. He yep. can't break it. Yeah. He can't yeah. break the horse. So yeah. but in his youth, he wouldn't he wouldn't be thinking about it. He would just hop on the horse, even if it was untamed. Right. Yeah. 
so but yeah it goes a little far in the it goes a little far in making him look kind of inept yeah what does kind of funny though is is that once he regains his old self he gets right on the horse absolutely yeah so in a way it's kind of like a literal fallen off the horse of his old ways i will also Um, say like the alcohol could be taken as less metaphorical and more physical because it it could it could be taken as this is like muscle memory right and and i need that muscle. the only way i can get to that level of muscle memory is to get to the state that i was constantly in when I was this mean son of a bitch. Well, it's kind of the joke. I, I don't even know if it's a joke. Maybe there's some truth to it where people say, if you study drunk, you need to take the test drunk. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. exactly right. That's what yeah. I'm getting at. Well, yeah. uh, that that's very possible because like, you know, a lot of people who do a lot of creative things or perform or whatever, they're, you know, they get high or they get drunk or they, you know, and it's, it takes them to another level that if they can stay at that level the problem is is that typically you can't just stay at that level right you end up no you blow by it you You blow blow by it it. yeah yeah but anyway generally that's also all in your mind it's like the easy way to get to what you're that level that you're used to being at right right you could still achieve it but it's harder right yeah but the uh, but it's there yeah. yeah yeah But after, like, after the Schofield kid heads towards Wyoming, by the way, they're in, they're in Kansas, I believe. Um, Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Because maybe Wyoming, actually. Well, Wyoming is where Big Whiskey is. Yeah. You're right. You're right. By the way, Big Whiskey is the town that's, he's got to go to, to do the thing that he doesn't want to do anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, uh, there's the metal. Little on the nose, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But the, um, he he shows up at uh, at at uh, Jack Daniels and like tries to take down Big Whiskey from within. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and Evan anyway. Evan Williams comes after him. Yeah. <laughs> that actually worked out a little bit better than I thought it was going to, as I was saying it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he uh, but like as he's practicing with the gun again, the daughter is terrified of him. Yeah. He's like, did Daddy used to that Paul used to kill people and like the son won't say I love the the way the kid doesn't respond here because it speaks volumes right exactly it's yeah I mean so like they you know like the facade has been blown away by just this rando person showing up and saying this is what's going on and I hear you're pretty bad you know um and i mean that in a good way exactly he says it's exactly like that it's the 90s yep. Yep. it had to be explained um yep. yeah <laughs> but no so he ends up deciding it's like you know what i'm gonna go over to uh sally two feathers and pick up my buddy ned and hey kids i'm gonna be gone for a couple of weeks you'll be fine <laughs> yeah yeah oh different times different well times. <laughs> you know i mean the 1980s we you know proved that we could still be pretty fine in those pretty situations. much the 1880s much. they they were golden yeah they'd go for weeks at a time <laughs> exactly <laughs> if we could spend a day by ourselves in the 1980s they could spend months by themselves in the 1880s <laughs> so they uh so like he he goes and he tells ned everything and they're gonna go now both ned and will aren't the people that they used to be although ned still reveals some things like he goes in the town he gets women 
you know, he still kind of has a little bit of that of that older streak in him that he used to have. He can control himself where Will cannot. Basically, like he can still indulge and in not. I don't want to say this the wrong way because I'm not condoning Ned. No, but he but- can still maintain some of his old life while also maintaining this new version of himself. Well, and the other thing could be that, you know, Will won. I mean, it is essentially told that Will was the worst of the three that yeah, used to but, run. But Will is all or nothing, right? right? Like, that's the way Will is. Ned is not exactly. that way. He's, it, Will is excess in yeah. a lot of ways. Sorry. And, and no, you're exactly right. Because Will is the one who's constantly having to pull himself back from everything. And, and the only way he sees it, you know, in a way, it's almost like his religion. His wife became his religion. Yeah. So the um so yeah, so they go and they, you know, he says, Hey, you still pretty good with that was it a Winchester on his wall or on the over the door? I love the gun overhanging his head. Yeah. It's also very little there's a lot of like on the nose ish kind of stuff in this movie, but it works a lot of the time. It works because I think the genre helps it yeah. yeah 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 um you know i mean uh, the western is very you know i said that last week how i used to always think of westerns being good good guys and bad guys and then it became this kind of violent thing but they're still Gray. at the right yeah. at the core though there is still good and everything and everything and that's on the nose in this works where everything that was similarly on the nose in mystic river is garbage true and it's been a long time since I've seen Ms. Griver, and I'm not prepared to to really defend into your that. position. <laughs> but but that's that's my feeling. That was my feeling after I left Mystic River. But um, you're right, Ned. Ned can shoot the eye off a off a flying bird. Basically, is what. Yes. Like he could take that rifle off the wall and kill a moving target with ease. Right. Yeah. Until he realizes that that life is no longer part of him. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, the, he thinks he can still tap into it. Um, but he really realizes he doesn't have the stomach anymore. Well, he didn't want to. Yeah. There, right. There's a big difference between tapping into that ass <laughs> as opposed to tapping into <laughs> killing people. Right. Right. Well, you know, there's the, the morality. We talked about morality right. a lot last week. Like the people that they're going to kill, the story, like we said, has grown. Mm-hmm. So killing them is justice right especially it's frontier justice like you said earlier so ned thinks like these are bad people i can kill them without right any kind of conscious about it and then he realizes obviously as we'll talk about later that he does have a conscious about it um yeah yeah well and also you got to realize this is 1881 frontier justice is probably not a thing anymore not in the same way because, this is a huge theme in this movie. Exactly, yeah. because there is an entire uh, police station of lawmen that work yeah. for Little Bill. It's not just, it's not like last week's movie, which was 20 years before, Yeah, where, you know, it's like towns may need to have bounty hunters come in because there isn't enough to really right. police the area. It's different now. And which is which is which is kind of the point of of Gene Hackman's character and and exactly. why his character is so interesting, right? Is because, yeah, he didn't really give 
you know, these women or that one particular woman, the justice she deserved, he's like kind of, he's definitely over correcting on the side of, of law and order as far as keeping, keeping, keeping the the balance and the peace, but he's absolutely justified in his pursuit of, 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 of combating this frontier justice, right? Which, exactly. No which guns is, are allowed in big whistle. No guns allowed in town. You know, the, this, um, the idea of bounty hunters and, and, and bounties and assassins and everything, that is the way of the past. You know, that's no longer. Yeah. He thinks of it as savage. Right. Yeah. And right. that we should move forward to that point with English Bob. But first, let's just say that Ned does agree to go with, with William. Yeah to go kill these guys and then we kind of shoot to english bob who's a british um bounty hunter basically he he kills chinamen as they say yes uh, for the railroad company that is another form of slavery legalized slavery yeah right well i mean it's it's the whole idea of you know it's like they run off and Uh he goes and he doesn't bring them back right that is insanity it's full it's full he's fully a deterrent yes he's 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 the boogeyman if you run away from the railroad english bob will track you down that's kind of really appropriate too because calling him the boogeyman the boogeyman isn't real right right like in general the boogeyman english bob or his story isn't real right right as he's he's trying to he has an inflated sense of self and he's trying to to make sure that his legacy there's that, legend as legend is that that he leaves behind is what is uh, what is what is in his mind of himself right yeah. but it's also what arrives in town before him most certainly right yep. like his legend being english bob is what gets him out of all situations most he's certainly. not he is not getting himself out of situations <laughs> as we will find out yes yes um, it's important because and most of the time it doesn't have to right because he he's known for just killing chinaman right um but if there's an interesting part of the west too and this is sort of revisionist but he does put does put a target on his back right it's it's why like the big legendary gunslingers you know were essentially killed is because the next person who thought that they were going to be the next legend right would take would want to challenge them and take them down right right so the it's... fact that he's gotten as far as long as he has is kind of a miracle well that's yeah. because people like william <laughs> money have retired and that, like it's important to note that yeah and english he, bob is like the antithesis of of will right like he's yeah and he's kind of um yeah he's trying to extend his the life of his of his legend right by by legal means of 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 killing the fact that he he diverges from that and and comes out of the bubble of safety of working for the airlines is ultimately the airlines here the airlines yeah the railroads jesus (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna let it go airlines yeah Yeah. But it's funny his story does run like right alongside of William Money's. Yeah, it, movie. absolutely. It it's really yep. interesting because okay, so I I kind of previewed this a little bit last uh, week. So let's talk about this because this is important. Yes. Uh, because I think, uh, I think English Bob is an incredibly important figure in this movie. Mm-hmm. So in the um, so when this movie came out, Siskel and Ebert were a little bit hard 
on this movie. Siskel flat out, I think, gave it thumbs down. Um, That's bizarre. Well, there were only two movies in his professional career that won Best Picture that he didn't give thumbs up to, and they were back-to-back. It was Silence of the Lambs and Unforgiven. Ebert, on the other hand, said that generally uh, the Clint Eastwood direction, the cinematography, the script for the for the main protagonist characters were fantastic. Gene Hackman was perfect. All of this. He said that his biggest part was um, was Richard Harris. And he thought that that was a completely and totally unnecessary character. Mm. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Yeah. Now later too. he he revised that opinion, but the English Bob one is it's all about story. Everything in this movie is about stories and about legends yep. and about yep. what precedes people. And there's that until he runs up against Bill Daggett, who I think is everything he says he is, but he doesn't have a writer. He doesn't have a legend. He's just the sheriff of yep. this town. And he has a local legend um, that that kind of starts to permeate through his deputies at one point. Yep. But you know exactly what little Bill is the moment English Bob comes into town. Absolutely. And, and he becomes a very, very, very serious antagonist at that point. Uh, because beforehand he's kind of doofy too because like when skinny tells him about the uh about the bounty that the that uh the girls have put on the two guys he's trying to build a porch he's been trying to build a house for like 20 years he's a bad carpenter he's a bad carpenter (laughs) and he's not a straight angle in the whole thing right (laughs) and he's you know he's a doofus um but he is very competent as the sheriff and as a gunman himself Mm -hmm. And so he, you know, we don't see that. And then the moment English Bob comes in, it reveals that Bill is no bullshit. Yeah. And he does. And that English Bob is bullshit. Exactly. And that little Bill is the person who has a plan. You know, like if he's, if he's confronted by, by people who want to shoot him down, he even has a plan for that. You shoot the most capable you know, uh, a gunman. And then you kind of just take them out from that point. And there's a, and he's, he's legitimate about this and he has survived because of that. And he became sheriff because of that. And he is real. That's even reinforced later. So like with the writer, the writers attaches himself to, um, to little bill after he realizes that, um, duck of death is English bullshit. Bob is just a duck of death is hilarious. The duck of death, yeah, is just a mirage, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's the duck of death. Uh, and Hackman's kind of giving him the real deal, the real stories. Is like, look, you know, but he's also kind of like taking this opportunity to to be documented, right? He's sort of interested in. Well, he's the uh, real history and the writer, right? Because he wants he wants him to tell him his story, uh, but he doesn't seem to be embellishing it, right? And I love the demonstration he gives him before he um, before he lets English Bob go, where he he pulls his gun out real fast and aims it at the writer, and he's like, "That's about as fast as I can draw and aim 
with any accuracy. For right? somebody who's like 15 feet away or whatever. Right. Yeah, he, right. he actually even qualifies that further. Yeah. It's like, which is, which is just goes to show you, it's like all that shit you've seen. Oh, about you know, the it, fastest draw and the, yeah. Yeah. Or, or heard. And, and it's not, he's not just telling him this. He's telling the audience this. Yeah. Right. It's like all this shit in all these Westerns that are so revered and loved is all bullshit. Right. Like this is, this is the reality of the situation. There, I love there, that. It's, yeah. It's, the it's, reality. It's this grounding moment for both the story and for the audience. Well, the, the reality boils down to two things, really. One, luck. Yeah. There's nobody who gets into a gunfight that doesn't survive by way of luck. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's strategy. You can have some strategy mixed in with your luck. Um, and you can go in entirely with the strategy. But You're going to increase your both. odds. You need You're going to increase things. your odds. Yeah, right. exactly. Yep. But it's also so while he's doing this, so, so he's tearing down the legend of English Bob and he yeah. does it very effectively. Yeah. But at the same time, he realizes that he can tell a story. So he kind of orchestrates the scene of here, take this gun, give it, yeah. go ahead, give it to English Bob. Yeah. Cause I'll kill friends. him basically. So it's the start of him becoming a little bit English Bob because he's buying into a bigger legend of himself than actually exists. Well, it's, 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 it's kind of his ego that gets some, but that's yeah. what happened to English pop. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Like yep. you take your ego and you let someone write a story about it. You're going to fabricate your strengths. Yeah. And little bill clearly does that <laughs> in this movie, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. Um, now, meanwhile, Ned and Will are headed north to uh, Wyoming, and suddenly they're getting shot at. Yes. <laughs> and it's not just that they're getting shot at, but everything is getting shot at. They're getting shot at very poorly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Clint Eastwood quickly realizes this is the Schofield kid. And he's like, uh, hey, kid. And Ned's like, kid, what? what? It's like, That's who we're meeting up with. And um, the kid is very um, nervous. And when he realizes that it's uh, that it's Will, then he, he turns the focus to who are you with? I didn't know you were going to be bringing anybody. And then he has to eventually be talked into, and you know, Ned's going to come along with me here. And Ned starts to figure out something about the kid that seems very off. Uh, the kid also always talks about how he killed five people. Right. Yeah. That's really important because he's trying to build a tough guy legend for himself. His own legend. Yeah. Right. And um, so you know he noted ned they all basically noticed that or ned and will basically noticed that there's a storm coming so they need to figure something out about that and uh then that's when ned realizes that the that the kid is reacting later towards it and he starts to kind of play with him a little bit and it's like hey kid you know how good are you really with that gun because you kind of look like you sucked earlier and he's like, you know, can you shoot? He looks up and he's like, can you shoot that bird, that hawk? He's like, oh, I can shoot that hawk or whatever. And it's reveals that the kid can't see. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like, there is no eagle. Right. 
So whatever you think you can shoot isn't even there. Like right. totally destroys this kid's image of himself. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, and then it's like, you know, Will has to come in because he's like, Ned's like, oh, the kid's blind. It's like, he's useless to us. And, you know, Will comes in and kind of plays almost like a, like a, um, almost like a parental role basically say, oh you can see 50 yards that's long that's enough. that's far enough and ned is like oh, i don't like it i don't like yeah. this at all uh but they they kind of continue on um they do eventually figure out a good way for the kid to do a thing <laughs> by <laughs> just basically putting him right in front of the guy um but that's uh but yeah so like you've got one person who is terrified of going back into his old life you have somebody who thinks he can go into his old life without any problem. And then you've got somebody who's blind who, I mean, honestly, all three of them are blind. In That's in interesting that you say that. There's two things I want to say here. The first being, I don't think William Money is terrified of going into his own life. I think the story of the women getting cut up is just an excuse for him to enter into his old life because he craves it. That's the way I... That I could be, it. yeah. I mean, I, I could, I could go. I think it's that. part of it. I think it's part of it. Um, but I also, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just, I, I, I agree to the to point that he also <laughs> is a person who's who doesn't really has never really learned skills, right? Are you talking so, about William or Schofield William Money? Kid? Yeah, okay. William Money. Yeah. All right, we're talking about Schofield Kid. No, no, oh, no, no, I, no. You said he never learned skills. I mean, he was skilled. He's just nope. forgotten a lot of. No, no, I mean, mean I mean, post. He, I'm saying William Money's never learned how to farm. He's never okay. learned legal ways of, of earning means. He, sure. He's only right? he's only a killer and a thief. Right. Yeah. So so he he at some degree he's got to reflect on the fact that what what is it that I know that can earn money and it's killing people, right? Yeah. So it's 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 a twofer. Yeah. Yeah, it's an excuse to get back into his old life, but it's also um but it's also maybe his only way out. Maybe yeah. maybe he's convinced himself it's the only way he can provide for his family. True. Yeah. And after this scene is kind of when the the English Bob and not kind of it's like right alongside it when English Bob's legend is being torn down. The Schofield kid tells a story at the camp of how um, William Money was faced with two men. And he was able to shoot his way out of that situation. And William Money's like, I don't remember. So he's not adding to his legend. Furthermore, the next day, <laughs> Ned is like, hey, when the Schofield kid told that story about the two men, I remember there being three. Yeah. So there's this, like, you know, right at that moment, like, William Money is for whatever the real deal is, he's the real deal. Right. Right. Like he, like his, he, his legend isn't big enough. Yes. Yeah. He, he doesn't, he doesn't write the story. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't reinforce the stuff. Yes. His yeah. legend isn't big enough for sure. So whatever people say about him is yes. The, the yeah. reputation that precedes him isn't big enough. Right. Yeah. 100%. And it's what, I mean, it's obvious at the end of the movie, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah. So now, um, <laughs> by the way, we shouldn't, we should also say that um, English Bob didn't just get kicked out of town later. <laughs> he got kicked around town yeah. first. 
Yeah. Um, Sent away with a crooked dick. Sorry. Oh yeah, and Bill is vicious when it comes to like, like he's not kidding. You don't bring your fucking weapons and shit into the big whiskey. Um, he, he makes a really big example out of English yeah. Bob. Like anyone, exactly. point. any yep. any Tom, Dick, and Harry that's coming to town to try to collect on this one thousand dollars. Sorry, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, because and the big and the bigger English Bob's legend is to that the better point, it is the better. Yeah, yes. right. because I just mop the floor with him. Yeah, yep. right. Well, and then on top of that, um, it, it, well, yeah, I mean, because the other thing is that leads up to something else later that he makes another example of somebody that ultimately leads to his downfall. Yes. yes. Um. So he, yeah. So basically, now our trio have now are coming into big whiskey during a storm yeah and um they go into the the hotel to get drinks they don't notice the sign for ordinance 14 that no that no uh, firearms are allowed in in big whiskey right and so they go into um they go into to the hotel um and and like ned's like hey man can i can i take some time i, I want to get you know i want to get some ass basically and the schofield kid of course he's getting ass um and so that leaves will by himself and he's um he's not doing so great um you know he's he's uh maybe got a little bit of pneumonia yeah from the storm he's just and he's just huddled up which of course probably calls attention to him yep and he gets uh you know and then bill basically comes up to him with his deputies and it's like oh i assume you didn't see the you know the sign and he's like no i didn't and it's like no guns and and they kicked the shit out of him too yep and so they basically have beaten up another legendary person um and <laughs> but he's given a false name they right. don't know they don't know who he is they don't care he had a gun. They um they took it. They beat him up. He um while he's getting the shit kicked out of him, the kid and um um Ned escape out the window of the horrors room that they're talking to about the bounty. Right. Yep. Yeah, because uh that yeah, they're kind of there for, for two reasons. They want to know about the bounty and they want to um uh they're gonna play billiards right which is code word for uh for uh being a john i guess yeah because <laughs> the billiard table was torn apart and used as firewood years yeah, or years, years ago <laughs> yeah well yeah because even at, at one point they're asked about that and they're like yeah, they're just here uh, they're for the billiards for, and they're like billiards yeah right yeah <laughs> so um so they they leave and now will is really not doing great and Seen he, worm faces yeah and he's like you know my, i i saw um was it claudia was that his wife's name he saw her and then somebody else yeah but and i think faces it is claudia. Were covered, I think their, right. their faces were covered with with worms um and then um the schofield kid at this point is like hey we don't need him let's okay. just go 
do it ourselves, which is hilarious because right. Schofield kid has been exposed like a thousand ways to, to Sunday at this point, right? Or a thousand right. ways to die in the West, whatever. That <laughs> 10, thousand, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but Will is getting better, right? Hey, this is the second movie in a row where he was almost dead and he had to recover. Um, <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Will is getting better and he has that really kind of sweet scene with what's her name? Strawberry Alice, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The really no. kind of. Oh, no, no, no. That's Delilah who's the cut up. Oh, yeah. Delilah. Delilah thank is, you. Yeah. Um, he has that really kind of sweet scene where she's like, hey, the other boys have been taking advances on the money and he's yeah. like taking advances huh he's so like, like clint eastwood in this scene um just repeating what she says back to him in his clint eastwood way um <laughs> and yeah well, she's yeah. like would you like a freebie and he's like he has to kind of backtrack to explain to her that she's beautiful and like but he's like i have a wife and really he's being earnest right like uh-huh. He's like, my wife still lives in my heart, dead or alive. He doesn't say this to her, but this is his, you know, what he's thinking. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. You're such a nice man. I respect that. Yeah, she she kind of sees him as something that later is going to be horrifying. Horrifying. I'm not even going to mouth it this time. Sorry. (laughs) Has he had the conversation with Ned already or is it after where they talk about uh what do you use your hand oh that was and before that was that before because that was that was when they were going to meet up with the kid because it's like hey uh do you ever go in the town right like, right oh, yeah, to get and, supplies and stuff but he's, he's like wait i don't even really miss it anymore yeah um which kind of rings true in this scene as well right yeah um but uh but yeah no i mean the whole i mean this is um getting pretty close to him being no longer uh the good person that delilah sees here yeah um it's getting stronger (laughs) oh wow so so basically yeah they they figure out where one of the guys is now let's talk about our tragic character here yeah we haven't really done that much so there's there's the burly guy who cut up delilah yeah and his pal who was kind of sticking up for his for his friend at first but is ultimately very sorry for what happened he even brings an extra pony to give to delilah so that she could sell it or do whatever and get something out he's trying to make it right to the person who was wronged he's almost the one true moral compass in this movie right yeah. and in and yeah way. for a brief moment he was sticking up for his pal he has completely different opinions now yeah. and by the time spring comes along and he has to bring the the horses um he decides he wants to legitimately try to do the right thing yeah for the person who was wrong the best way he knows how you know right that's the yeah. only thing he can really do he can't fix right. her he can't fix he can't do anything about what his friend did and Delilah's kind of sentimental, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like until they she, throw horse shit at him. <laughs> well, she doesn't do it. She doesn't. No, do she that. doesn't. But, but that's she, what I'm saying. But she she thinks kind of... this is a sweet gesture. No, she right. doesn't. She didn't speak up for herself. I think if no, she did, she would have stopped the women from throwing the horse. I, I absolutely agree. I think, and that could have been the end of the whole thing. Yeah, could have been probably. Yeah. 
yeah yeah and the right. thing is is that like even because like that even that even makes her a flawed person in that where um she could have just flat out said don't do this don't i just we're done with it whatever don't, yeah I, you know. I will say there's i think the other night i said this is an expertly told story mm-hmm. um the one thing post watching like and thinking about the movie is that delilah's character would not have laughed at the small pecker that does not ring true to me well it's very possible that she didn't well it is very possible that she didn't she may have just giggled from the from the shenanigans yeah and i know you kind of giggled there jason when i said that but it does not seem like a character if if she if she were i I would guess if she were a very experienced prostitute probably not okay but i don't see her laughing at anybody just because of her demeanor i I think she's very childlike yes i would agree okay so that that i can get behind sorry it just didn't ring true to me post-watching still feels very naive to me very childlike very almost porcelain right like fragile and she's probably lived a pretty rough life, but is also probably not all that emotionally mature. Yeah, because there are girls there that are younger than her that look way more hardened, like yeah. by life. Well, sure. some of this also is it wasn't she relatively fresh from Boston? So she already lived someplace kind of nicer and probably had better. Yeah, genes. Who sells their daughter into home? that's fucking wild people who are desperate for yeah you know i mean but she already came from a place that was cleaner that was a little night you know now she's kind of out in the way all I these can... other people have been kind of weathered by the by the terrain yeah and she probably doesn't understand these people either so a laugh in boston might be like make someone insecure but a laugh in kansas makes someone vicious or maybe she's used to those right Maybe she's used to those micro penis guys who want to be humiliated. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that's where maybe. she was bought from. She was bought from a humiliation. Yeah. She was in the Monty Python troop before that. <laughs> Sorry, so, yeah, I kind of so, derailed it there with No, the, no, no. So the, yeah, but anyway, he's he does try to make it right. And unfortunately, he's the one they find first and has the far, far worse death. Um, yeah, he gets he gets shot, and he's forced to kind of bleed out slowly. Yep, and uh, and this really gets to Will and to Ned. I don't think they were ever in a situation where they had to stick around and hear somebody die slowly. Yeah, they were either used to shooting them dead on the spot. Or they shot and ran off. Yeah. Um, they but never they're also had... realizing they're not this. Well, at least Ned is realizing I'm not this person. Well, that yeah. But anymore. I mean, I think this really says something about killing somebody even more so than what we're going to hear about killing somebody later. Right. In the sense that why are guns so often used in killing somebody? Because it's done at a distance, and once you do it, you walk away. When you have to kill somebody with your bare hands or with a knife, you have to get intimate with the person. And that makes a whole lot of people unable to do that. Sure. And it's a rough 
and horrible thing to watch and hear somebody die it doesn't matter if you were used to killing people in the past if you never had to deal with that it's a different experience altogether and if you've changed from that old experience you're it's gonna it's it's not gonna be great and it's gonna gonna leave you with a lot of really bad mojo with you age and wisdom and yes like having distance from your old life and then bringing it back into this into your life into this person that you are now because yes people do change right and and this is 10 years later or something like that right 20 years later 20 years later i thought it was like it's 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 some nebulous time i basically kind of age it based on his kids that's kind of how i i i imagine it so like 10 12 years something like that but whatever um so yeah there's not this ability to compartmentalize anymore Right. Right. Well, and also not you, brought only up, that. you brought up the kids too. You yeah. know, he's, he, there's now... a new, there's a new value of life. Yeah. 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 Not only that, the Schofield kid is there and blind and he's forcing them to recount what's happening. Yeah. 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 Where, and yeah. that, that's kind of goes back to your point, Jeff, of walking away from it. Well, now yeah. they have to watch it and explain what's happening to the Schofield kid. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. one so, thing for legends to be told about how many people you shot dead 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's a different thing to have to recount it right now. Yeah. yeah Cause you can't walk away. You have to tell right. this person who can't see it themselves. What's what's happening. So you have to process it. And yep. and yeah. 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 Yep. And you know, and then he gets, and then like, will even gets mad at the, uh, you know, at the other people, because the guy's like, I'm so thirsty. He's like, get him with some water, God damn it. Yeah. You know, it's like, God, just, you know, it's like in this, please. Yeah. You know, this is this is he's being tortured by kind of that specter of his past. And it goes kind of goes back to last week. It's the timeout. Yeah, it's yeah. the timeout in this battle. Oh, yeah, because he even says, I ain't going to shoot you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Um, I, I don't know if that's how real western things occurred but there is some gentlemanly stuff happening here well oh sure sure i mean let's put it this way if they had to they would have blown all the other guys away at the shitter right um but they didn't have to so they didn't um but But, um, oh go ahead no i was just gonna say is that um also got to remember guns back then were highly ineffective there would have been a lot of people unless they were shot in the head or directly in the heart that would have lived long enough to have a horrific death well long enough to get an infection well long enough to just have to feel their life ending yeah you know i mean uh there's a reason why a lot of people ride off on horses and don't get shot (laughs) because those guns kind of suck compared to now, you know, it's like, they're not as accurate back. So yeah, he winged him. Well, he he did more than winged him. He shot Ned winged him. Ned winged him. And then, yeah. And then he shot him, but he, I think he said he shot him in the gut. Yep. Definitely. And so now the guy is just dying and that's 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 terrible i mean it's it's well especially for this kid who who tried to save 
a lesser person from the narrative, right? I'm not yeah, saying right. she's a lesser person, but the narrative makes her lesser. And he tried to help her. Right. And then he tried to make amends. Right. And then he tried, like, he's kind of the death of any morality in yeah. the story. Ned tries to carry it on for him by walking away. But, right? he, only like, get, but he gets captured pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah, uh, so Ned gets, gives up and gets captured and brought into town. Yeah. Right. And he gets uh he gets whipped to death. Um he basically Bill does what he does, which is basically try to beat information out of people or beat submission into people. And he um real real quick, real quick. I've been trying to track this down. The guy who gives them the water is Lachlan Monroe. Uh, really, really, really recognizable face, kind of horse teeth guy, um, yeah. but handsome. He's been in everything, but but something that we've sort of recently covered that he was in was um, Freddy versus Jason. He was the sheriff's oh. deputy who actually who actually um, believes their story and helps them. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, the one yeah. that was like new to town. That's that same guy. <laughs> okay, yeah. For the uninitiated, that's the Jason Snorhees episode. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that small diversion. I, no. It was driving me crazy when I watched it, and I forgot to look him up. Yeah, until now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so Ned has been taken in, beaten with a bull whip. And we presume dead. We don't really know this just yet. Well, but yeah. Will he, and the Schofield kid have gone to the camp of the real bad guy. Yeah. And real quick, let's let's say this uh, real fast. They think Ned's just gone home. So the plan yes. is they're going to kill the other guy. They're going to get the money. They're going to split it. And then um, uh, then Will is going to take Ned's money to his house yeah schofield doesn't fully agree with this part of the the plan but but will's like no that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen don't worry ned ned's like no i don't want the money so there is this like three-way kind of disagreement that is amicable in a way but will knows that he's he kind of needs ned or at least at this point thinks i kind of need ned this might not end well um but they do they they go to the camp of do they ever give the name of those other two cowboys i don't know if they do oh i don't know uh, i guess it's names, unimportant but... but the one that is alive is the one that did the cutting yeah and yeah they decide mike. quick mike is the quick, quick mike, mike is the cutter yeah okay quick mike they decide they're gonna wait for quick mike to take shit in the outhouse because the Schofield kid can only shoot someone from like three feet away. Right. <laughs> basically yeah. their plan. And they just wait him out. Oh, Davy Davy was the other guy. Davy was the first guy, and then Quick Mike. So yeah, they right, I did write down they killed Davy. Now, meanwhile, um, because of the information that they got from Ned, um, they assign a a a tubby deputy. <laughs> which they they constantly make reference to him being fat uh but right. they they basically assign people to protect davy or uh quick mike that yeah. to me only makes things worse because now you're protecting somebody who's already you've you've now twice protected somebody who did a really shitty thing well it's kind of like it's kind of like witness protection, right? 
it's sort of like this is a yeah. bad person, but but we have to protect their life because because we can't allow frontier justice. We're trying right? to become civilized, right? Yeah. It's, it's, frontier justice is not civilization. Everything has to has to have its law and order. And while yes, the justice that was served was inadequate, um, it's not for it, it. There has to be this separation, right, between you know who is doing justice. You can't take justice in your own hands. Right. So, right. so I, 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 it's okay, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're clearly the villains at this point, but there's still a, a gray area here. It's not black and white. Nobody's a good guy or a bad guy. Um, there's just shades of, 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 of gray. Right. No, the good guy, the good guy is dead. Well, yeah, exactly. And that, and that's what tips the scales. Yes. Quite honestly. Yeah. Is, is the death of Ned. Yep. Because that was, that was holy injustice. Um, on the part of of uh, Gene Hackman's character to yep. to to do that exactly, and then to use him, his body, desecrate his body as a warning to others is unforgivable. It's unforgiven. Unforgiven. We have it's not unforgiven yet. No. Nope. Yes, you're right. But my my <laughs> favorite line of the movie is right here: the the Schofield kid uh, as they're waiting and waiting and waiting for um. For is is it Davy Bunting? No, or quick it's, Mike? it's Quick Mike. For Quick Mike to come out, he says he's holding on to his shit like it were money. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I thought you were going to go with another line after he killed him because I think he says it's a hell of a thing killing a man. Yeah. So well, we're we're okay. We're, I do like this there. line. So wait, but... we're, wait, 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 everybody. Hang on a second. <laughs> Fucking pile. Uh, hang on. Hey, well, here. you already said Ned was dead in front of the bar. That was after this. Well, yeah. Ahead. Okay. Yeah. But hang well, on. it's not after this, but it's not known to them yet. All right. So uh, this is, this is, this is, this is the, the, from this point forward, this movie <laughs> is just some of the best fucking cinema ever. So yeah, so we okay. So he kills him, and he um, kills who? He kills who? He kills Quick Mike. So Schofield the, kid, Schofield yep. kid kills Quick Mike in the outhouse um, with the gun. Exactly. Sorry, it sounded very clue-like yes, when you were explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it's like uh, Tuco's got the got the news. Um, yep. So they um, so they go. <laughs> <laughs> and they've done the job now so they have a spot outside of town that they wait for one of the the whores to bring the the Payment. bounty yeah out. and while they are coming out or while you know the girl is coming out to them it's a long long trip out there because you just see her way off in the distance and they have a whole deep ass conversation about what happened here. Yep. And, uh, you know, he's like the Schofield kid's not doing great. He's hit the bottle pretty hard. He admits that he had never killed somebody before, um, that that was, you know, his first and, you know, like, uh, and, and will is like, take a drink kid. Cause he knows that that will deaden his, what he's feeling right and so you know the, and that's when he's like yeah you know uh just like that guy out in the just like that kid out in the 
in the ravine, you know, we shot, we shot him. He ain't ever going to take a breath again. You know, it's like, he's, he's really wrestling with what he had done. And of course this is really bad for him for a couple of reasons. One, he's never killed somebody before, like he admits, but he had to do his up close. I mean, it just, he couldn't do it from a distance. Like, like Ned and, and Will did. And, but he's also seen it now. Now he he's seen, seen the it. other guy. Right. He didn't see the other guy. He's now, he's now witnessed somebody take their last breath. And he's like, you know, he just was in there taking a shit and I shot him. And, you know, and then he's like, you know, he ain't, he's, you know, he ain't ever going to breathe again. And that's when Clint Eastwood says one of my favorite lines in all of movie history. It's a hell of a thing. Killing a man. You take away everything he's got and everything he's ever going to have. And that is like, this is, that's a great line. And there's a great line that follows this too. I know which one. I think I'll let you say it though. Okay. Well, and then, you know, basically he says, well, I guess he had it coming then. And he says, we all got it coming kid. Yep. It's the one thing you can't ever escape. We all, you know, it's like, you're going to, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. I like the thing. I like the thing that sets up both those lines that he says. And it's right after the kid tells him he's never killed a man before. And he says to him, money says to him, well, you sure killed the hell out of that fella today. Yeah. And then those two lines come later and, and they're each, each line is kind of tailored to to the emotion of the scene right yeah and, and to what the kid needs to hear yeah right right and it's it's it is it is really good it's a good this, scene. that that's that is what i'd like to call an oscar-winning moment yeah that's the that's the scene that won best picture i think um because it really lands home everything that like really in the end this movie is you know, I mean, kind of anti-violence in that sense that it's, it, it needs to say, you know, it needs to show it, but then it needs to say, yeah, this is the, this yeah. is the bad stuff to it. Cause everything that follows this is, is blind the, vengeance. <laughs> but it's the reason that Clinton Eastwood needed to say the things he said there. Yeah. Yes. Like this is what you didn't see 30 years ago that led me to these thoughts and feelings or whatever because right. he becomes you want to call him billy the money billy, billy the, kid. the money he yeah. becomes <laughs> that guy again at this yeah. moment and it really annoys me i'm sorry it's the one thing that annoys me about this movie is that he takes a drink in this scene mm. it it's like don't let the alcohol be the re- don't justify what he's been saying let him do this stuff and then and then take the a drink, drink yeah. to kill those senses like you were talking about right. jeff right. yeah i mean i think that yeah i mean and i think that really honestly i mean because his whole demeanor has changed when he's standing on that uh, on that hill with the kid he looks mean now well, yeah, he's he's the whole thing has has fallen away. So he's basically living his old life again. One thousand percent. But don't let the drink be the reason no, or appear no. to be. The I don't reason. I don't think that I, to me, I don't take it that way, though. I take it more of it like he needs it to steal himself. Like he, Maybe, needs, yeah. he needs it to bridge the gap between who he is now and who he used to be. I can I can totally to, agree to, to with channel that. to channel that version of himself. Um. 
However, I do think like it would be a fucking amazing moment if after he wastes everyone in that bar that he goes and he pours himself a drink. Yeah, one hundred percent. That would that is like the stinger on that scene, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah. So, so let's talk about let, that. Let's, well, yeah. So the 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 girl finally comes, and I always like to think that that girl who's coming with the money for money. <laughs> Um, he is coming out or, you know, basically she is the, 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 the writer that he kind of saw earlier and that, that she's basically come to take his soul because what she says next is that, uh, cause he's like, all right, let's go count this. And, and the Schofield kid now doesn't really want anything to do with this. He's like, I don't care. I don't want it. He's like, well, what about the spectacle? What about the 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 nice clothes? He's like, it ain't worth it. It just ain't worth it anymore to me. He's like, well, you're gonna take this and and take Ned's portion. And she's like, Ned. And he's like, yeah. It's like, no, Ned's dead. It's like, and he gets kind of mad. He's like, no, he's not dead. He went south. He's fine. He's like, oh no, they caught him and they hung a sign on him. It's like they hung a sign. <laughs> it's like this repeating back to her that line yeah. is like, uh oh. So he does <laughs> like, this whole movie. Yeah, don't. Well, the one thing, the, this movie should be called, I guess, or I suppose, the movie, <laughs> because that's I'll how see. he down. That's how he downplays his legend. Is I guess that's the way it happened, or I suppose that's the way. It went. But also, he was like blind drunk the entire time that he built his, his legend. Yeah, he doesn't remember. He doesn't, doesn't rem- remember half of the shit he did. Yeah, right. He I thought it should have been called it. Seven Ponies for a Cut Whore, but. Whatever. Well, that's the Italian title. <laughs> You're <laughs> right, actually. <laughs> it, is. Yeah. it probably literally is. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so he like this is he's like kid, get get out of here, and lady, you should probably go back to town, and it's time for him to go. It, it's time for him to to go to work at this point. Yep. So and, he, work, and to work he does go. Oh boy! <laughs> so he goes into town, and he uh, it's it's storming, of course, and he sees that um, you know he sees the the coffin that Ned's in, and it's got a sign on, basically saying, "This is what we do with assassins and big yep. whiskey." Yep. Which he wasn't, because that's the other thing he says: like they killed Ned for what we did, right? You know, and it's like this is where it really kind of comes down to if you're going to do something to somebody, it should happen to will money. Right. At this point. So he, and here's your chance. Yeah. And so he, (laughs) he shows up in town and in the bar in skinny's bar, we've got, um, we've got little bill and all of his gang and he and they're celebrating basically it's like yeah we got them yeah fuck them fuck those assassins and anybody else who wants to come in and collect this money and they're doing it in front of the 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 payees well the payers rather they're 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 forming a posse is what they're doing because they're going to go after um uh, schofield kid and william money because words gotten back to them that they got the other guy um technically they fucking failed miserably in protecting those two guys and right. now and now they're forming a posse but don't spend too much of your own money because <laughs> because government can only pay so much to fund this expedition right, exactly and uh and they're gonna go after him right but, 
but guess what? You don't you don't have far to go. Yeah, because <laughs> they hear something at the uh, at the swinging doors, and little Bill recognizes who this is. He's like, "You'd be William William Money out of Missouri, killer of women and children." And the next great line of this movie is that's right i've killed women and children i've killed just about everything that walked walks or crawled at one time or another and i'm here to kill you little bill for what you did to ned and it's like oh shit it's like clint eastwood just showed up and he uh he does shoot one guy who's well he's like who's the owner of this establishment or this bar yeah and skinny comes out it's like that's me bam (laughs) takes him down for he's like he was like you just killed you know you sir are a uh, a coward you just killed an unarmed man he's like he didn't like he didn't like that they was using his his uh partner ned as a as an adornment on his bar yeah that's that's the yep. much worse version of the line but he said he should have armed himself if you're going to decorate his bar with my friend thank you i wasn't <laughs> sure if you had the line yeah no, I, yeah i got it right yeah. here <laughs> I didn't write it down. <laughs> um, well, no, but before he, before Skinny comes out, he's like, "Who, who's the fellow that owns the shithole?" And and the uh, he, he looks over at the at the fat dude, and it's like, "You fat man!" <laughs> he just killed his charge. You just killed the guy he was in charge of. Of look, now you're putting him down. It's like, but yeah. So um, he's going to shoot little Bill, and now little Bill is like hey he's only got one more barrel left when he shoots me shoot him down like the dog that he is and what happens misfire yeah so he just blows everybody away with the six shooter at that point and they're all talking about um how i can't remember who english bob killed but he had a misfire that blew his hand off yes um so this shit happens and it was set up and a misfire yeah. happens here and then the real old west which is william money and not this new scared new west new west right because everyone that was in the the force like they were the Schofield kid yeah they think they're tough but they never killed anybody they never shoot anybody well guess who has right well and that's the thing it's like uh, everybody when like even when little bill is saying it's like when he when he fires his his second barrel pull your guns and shoot him down and they don't look so sure about this no 100 percent. they're not no they're scared it takes a lot to pull a trigger right and um but it doesn't take a lot for william money to pull trigger and that's and that's why he wins the day here he takes out he takes out um little bill because he is the biggest threat, yes. and then from there, from there, it's just shooting, shooting the duck of dukes in the barrel, right? Yeah. Does, <laughs> right. He, does, does he kill Bochamp or does he let him no, go? No, he lets Bochamp go. No, he lets Bochamp um, go. And the final time for Bochamp has got the fat man laying on him. <laughs> yeah. Bochamp is going to go tell the story of William Money. Oh, absolutely. right. But for the yeah. third time of the movie, he's like, "No, I'm a writer. Writer of what? Letters? Yeah. No, books." <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that, three. It's, it's a funny joke, but it's also like this is 
like William well, Money didn't understand New World. Well, this is civil- there's another this thing is here civilization too. creeping into these people's lives that the that that's what I'm saying. William Money doesn't know the new well, civilization. Go ahead, Jason. Sorry. There's another thing here too is that he's he's using his reputation in this moment and oh, after, yeah. especially after, yeah, because because yeah, the the Gene Hackman, Little Bill has already declared who this man is. That name probably has meaning to everyone resonates with somebody right they know who he is they know his legend i'm sure he then immediately kills um well his first shot out of his revolver is he kills little bill the only one who could probably rouse he doesn't doesn't kill kill, doesn't kill him but 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 puts him down but he puts him down yeah only one who could probably rouse any kind of um of uh courage out of these guys right because because they believe to this point in how tough and mean little bill is now little bill's down and they're yeah they're shitless well yeah because at one point uh they even said as bill's legend was was growing the deputies were all like i've never seen little bill in trouble or or in or scared and you know it's like they kind of laugh it off like he can't be scared right he just sucks as a carpenter and now he's down but like you said like you said earlier, Jeff, the story is all, or this movie is all about story. Mm-hmm. And English Bob might have had the biggest legend of anybody. And Little Bill puts him down right, quite easily. Right. right. Um, William Money has his own legend, but it doesn't even matter once he puts Little Bill down because he right. put down two legends at the same yep. time. Yep. Right. Right. Like it's very it's yep. stacked important. upon itself to where, yeah, he's the he's the alpha now in the yes. situation. Thousand percent. And yep. so he yeah, and so when he blows everybody away and then he lets Bochamp off and he's like, get out of here. Because like he even says it's like basically if you don't get out of here now, you're gonna join this yeah, and he's like gone. And he yep. he like straightens himself up and he's gone. Um he uh goes over to little Bill and little Bill's like, I don't deserve this. I, I was building a home or I was building a house. And uh, you know, Will basically says it to him, it's like, Yeah, deserves got nothing to do with it. He's right. an asshole, and he's yeah. and that asshole's gotta go. Um, at least asshole to our protagonist in this case. Um and he blows his fucking head off. Um, well, not before Willie, not before he says, um, "I'll see you in hell." Will I'll money. see you in hell. And um, and I love, I love the the what Eastwood says back. It's so simple. He just says, "Yeah, yeah." Right. There's no quippy one liner. Right. It's oh, just he knows an, where it's, he's it's, going. It's, it's just an agreement. Yeah. Yep. It's yeah. Like, yep. That's where you're going to see me. And that's even little Bill kind of admitting to himself that, or admitting to us as the audience that he knows where he's headed to. He's not done. He's not perfect either. Right. Um, you know, and it's like, you know, he just, he just tried to cop to this new world yep. faster than everybody else did. Um, in a way, I guess you could say Bill is almost like a futurist in this kind of way is like, he's he sort of opportunist is, too. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill was no better than Will. No, no I'm sure yeah. he wasn't. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, Will's now got to leave and he's like, all right, I'm coming out. Any man I see out there, I'm going to shoot him. Any <laughs> some bitch takes a shot at me. I'm not only going to kill him, but I'm going to kill his wife. 
all his friends and burn his damn house down. <laughs> yep. And this is where he's he's learned to use his legend, right? Yep. That's the only way he gets out of this situation is if they're fucking terrified of him. He's got one more line. He gets on <laughs> his horse. Now, by the way, he gets on his horse perfectly now. Yep. yep. And yep. he says, you better bury Ned right. Better not cut up nor otherwise harm no whores or I'll come back and kill every one of you sons of bitches. Yep. yep. And yep. he rides off and picks up his kids and moves to San Francisco. <laughs> Not into the sunset, which I think he runs is into kinda... the sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. And he runs off in a storm that is like he is the storm that, that came to this to Big Whiskey. Yep. Big whiskey, baby. Big whiskey. So yeah, so basically it ends with we find out that he left. He didn't give any, you know, any notice because he knows that this isn't going to end um he leaves to go to san francisco some say he hit it big with the uh, dry goods um and his wife's mother went out to visit her daughter's grave and ponder why she ended up with a man who was who killed women and children yep it's kind of a powerful ending too which is yep. funny because it's not really connected the the opening and closings are not really connected to the movie other than to kind of indicate what life will money had and i don't agree with that fully okay i think we know why she married him because he would defend those he loved with reckless abandon that's fair that's the way i took it it's like they're asking a question kind of at the end but he answered it by how he treated ned that's the way i looked at it but that's yeah no that i mean yeah i can i'm 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 on board with that i'll go with that i think um i think there is interpretation there though what she saw what she saw in him we may never really know right right because when she did meet him he was a no good son of a bitch right we only know the character that he exhibited in the movie right right and that's what i'm placing on those questions for sure Um, i think we need a prequel that explains everything Oh yes, my, please. My favorite you know, about thing their relationship. ever. In fact, not even a movie. Let's make it a um, a ten-part twelve series? a twelve-hour episode series. Yes. Oh, let's call yes. it. Let's call it unsolicited. <laughs> like like un, unwanted. <laughs> yeah, because he takes himself off wanted posters when yeah. he goes. There you go. There you go. Unwanted. And also, I would hate every moment of that. I would bitch and moan about that so hard. I really uh, do think this is a very expertly told story. But oh yeah, absolutely. One quick question though, real quick. Do you think um Sally Two Feathers gave him the evil eye when she brought his uh brought Ned's portion to him <sighs> to her? Because she gave him the evil eye she when, gave him the when evil he... eye when they left. One thousand one thousand percent. Yeah, because that whole conversation there is like she gave me the evil eye. It's yeah. like that's the way he says it. So just commute. Yes. Well, and Ned's you... response is they're not usually nice to people. Yeah. Basically, is the well, way she he saw when she saw she saw him when he was who he was yeah. before, and he actually he actually has a line for that. He says um, something along the lines of, "Well, she ain't accounting or allowing that I changed." Yeah. yeah. Which well, is that's like, right. well, he saw you. She saw you who you were. Yeah. And that's an right. interesting line too, yeah. because she is right. Well, she is right, but that is an interesting line too, because again, that whole the court of public opinion, mm-hmm. which is where all these legends and all these 
you know, when how most people view other people is going to be through the through what's been tried and and handed down by the court of public opinion. Uh, there are absolutely people like that who will not allow for anyone to change, uh, regardless of what they do to make up for it. Yeah, and but but also the only legend that was one hundred percent accurate in this movie was the one of William Money. That's true. That's true. He is a mean son of a bitch. Yep. He didn't kill any women or children this time, though. No, he didn't. He didn't I mean, you to. could kind of say Davy was a little bit of a kid, just because he was kind of young and stupid. But I mean, he was an adult. He knew. Well, he he's kind of the good version of the Schofield kid. In a, right in ways like that yeah yeah i don't know good movie um, though really yeah this like is it. i this is one of i think um i i have no problem saying this is maybe top five or six of the entire 90s for me easy yeah i mean it's 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 wonderful i haven't seen this uh in a long time probably not since the early 2000s um yeah and, and i mean I, and i don't think i saw this in the theater but i feel like i did it's weird like it's I one did, of those movies yeah. it's one of those movies that came around at a time that i did try to see like a lot of stuff well it came out during the summer originally but i would have been like held 13 it. and yeah. i don't remember seeing it but <sighs> this this came out in the summer and they held it back from going out onto vhs to bring it back for Oscar season. Yeah. And when it came back in the winter, that's when I went and saw I it. I think that's when I saw it too, actually, because that would track. Because I, my, my dad and I, my dad's a big Western fan. He likes Clint Eastwood, but he's more of a John Wayne guy, go figure. But <laughs> um, but I do remember seeing this movie with him. I just can't recall if it was in the theater or not. Yeah. I think. But I've um, seen it since, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember definitely seeing this and um i i saw this and uh um the crying game right around the same time and i had seen a few good men and sin of a woman earlier when they came out originally i think but i remember seeing both unforgiven and the crying game as they got wider re-releases for the oscar time after their nominations um but yeah no i mean i would put this um i don't know i i think at some point in time we may have a discussion around movies that we like from certain decades at some point down the line maybe sure 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 so we'll we'll, we'll table that and what i would also put with the other great movies of the 90s but this is there this is with yep it. oh well, for sure most, um, most certainly Right, right there with um, probably Drop Dead Fred and Rocky Five. <laughs> Drop Dead Fred is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, I did good. really like, and still do really like, Scent of a Woman. That's a fine movie. Yeah, it just it's not it's not unforgiven. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree with the choice made. I mean, the crying the year. crying game is probably a little bit more interesting movie, as it being very different um but it wasn't going to win best picture even though it got better reviewed than every than the others that would have been a pretty big surprise yeah yeah 
Um, this is one of those movies, one of the few movies uh, that uh, we talked about the 2020 awards before. This one still retained Best Picture. Yeah, I I I agree with that assessment. It's been a while since I've seen a current game, but it hasn't been that long. And A Few Good Men is pretty good stuff too, but it is it's almost kind of manufactured for that. Yeah, it's nomination. it's a little like modern melodrama a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, I quote I mean, that movie as much as any movie in history, probably. Well, sure. And and, <laughs> that, and that, that one line is just like well, it's, but that, it's but forever that's, burned into the zeitgeist. People will be saying that a hundred years from now and have no idea what they're quoting. But yeah. but it is a good <laughs> that, scene. That's though. happening now, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it it's a good, good scene. It's a great scene. And yeah. the the um you know, and the and the the crescendo to Nicholson uh, uh you know admitting that he did the thing and again it's 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 one of those situations where tom cruise's reaction to that is what sells that scene totally that he Maybe cannot believe should... that he just that he it. actually did it yeah right. but, like his, his hubris wouldn't allow him to take this this punishment on the stand any longer right know? exactly y'all should table this for our discussion later <laughs> Maybe. about a few good men yeah, maybe yeah, maybe but uh, gene hackman absolutely deserved best supporting actor for this um he is everything that this movie absolutely needed to work he's perfect yeah in this role one thousand percent yeah perfect. truly and um i mean he is he's he's scary he's likable he's mm -hmm. you know all those things so yeah. well like you guys said clint eastwood is actually acting in this movie but yes. he he needs these people around him he I, needed he needed to well he ended up winning for best director he had to direct these other people around him but yeah. even in any movie like even when we were talking about last week the good the bad and the ugly Clint Eastwood is enough to make me interested, but he can't carry a film. Right. Eli Wallach carried yeah. Yeah. the good, the yeah. bad, and the ugly. Gene Hackman carried this movie in a lot of ways. Like yeah, Absolutely. Clint Eastwood is not that guy. As right. good as he you want to say he is, he's not that guy. No, so. and he's you know, he is only that guy with dirty Harry, probably. Yeah. Um, because even if you look at something like In the Line of Fire, he needs John Malkovich to to rise up against him and, and i will say dirty harry is more the character than clint eastwood but yes sure. i yeah but, but he's but carrying that with on unforgiven he's he's using like much like the movie the script is using his legend as william money uh clint eastwood is using his image and his legend from thousand, the leone films right so he's able to carry all of that into this character before they even fucking shoot a frame of it right yeah and that's a huge thing, right? Yeah. It, it, it is, but also for a guy in 92 who liked this movie, never saw the Leone films before it. So that has but to we say still, something about, we still you know, know, the, the legend. It still has to be a good him. story. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and yeah, absolutely. But yeah. but that just adds so much richness to. That, it definitely does for me now, yeah. knowing all of that's those films. Yep. A thousand percent. And that's a lot of what it was, you know, a lot of the critical reviews were were referencing it as well like it was definitely part of the the conversation at the time yeah. yeah yeah um one more quick thing i do want to bring up here is um the one other thing that clint eastwood did for this movie was he wrote the um claudius theme that played at the beginning and end 
Yeah, it's kind of wild how much he actually wrote music. He wrote a mm -hmm. lot of music. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, well, didn't he do? Um, uh, he's done movies where he shows off his ability to play the piano. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's he can he's a he's a musician. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's even written Oscar-winning music, hasn't he? I think he's won an Oscar. Uh, I, no, I don't think I don't. His... I don't think he's won an Oscar for his I'm uh, music. Look it up while you're doing your wrap up. I'm yeah. Gonna... Okay. Well, we'll okay. We'll look that up. <clears throat> we'll do this. And um, so next week, so we're gonna put Clint Eastwood to bed. Time, time to go to bed, old man. That's mean. <laughs> That's mean. I shouldn't say that. He's he's still kicking. He's still doing great. Put That's him in his thing. chair. Put him. <laughs> Put a... <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. He wanted to know who was sitting in that chair. He well, you can you can have that seat now. <laughs> now we're gonna we're gonna shift into the final phase of Western Month next week and start talking about a couple of actual real legends. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're gonna start with Sam Peckinpah's Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, and uh, that should be. This should be pretty good. It's Chris Christopherson and um uh why uh shit. It's escaping me now. Um Bob Dylan. Well Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan is in it. Um I was just trying to kill dead air there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's uh oh god, it's um James Coburn. Jesus Christ. Yes, Coburn. Yeah, Coburn. Um James Coburn playing ba Pat Garrett, Chris Christopherson as Billy the Kid. Bob Dylan is alias. I'm so, excited. Yeah, that should be good Gosh, stuff. Jason Robards is also in it. So this is a good cast and a good director. It's going to be good. All the music by Bob Dylan. Um, it's a really good album, too. Um, yep. So good stuff coming next week. I hope Jason is questioning the goodness of it, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I've never seen it. So I just know it's got a bit of a troubled... Um, had a troubled production and a, and was mixed reviews when it came out. But I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm excited its reputation, it. its reputation is coming into town with a little bit of question. Well, his original reputation, but reevaluation by by uh, little Bill set, uh, figured it out. He's figured it out. So <laughs> he, he he's told us the real reputation that should have. So um, that to is going to be yeah. Question about um, musical nominations um none on the academy side but he has been nominated for several scores and songs on the golden globe side oh okay uh, he was nice. nominated for best original score and best original song for grace is gone um best original score for the changeling best original mm. song for gran torino the um, changeling yeah he, he he wrote the score um yeah so mm, there you go all right. Yeah. So there he was go. probably shortlisted at some point in the past uh, for a nomination, but didn't get it. Probably. I'm curious when he and Tuco are going to blow up the bridges of Madison County. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie. That feels like a weird out thing that that this has missed its way yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little old, long in the tooth. A little, little, yeah, yeah, a little, little bit. A little bit. All right. Where can oh, they okay. find us, Jeff? Yeah. So you can go to filmseizure.com. That's the easiest way. Direct right to it. But if you must go to another 
outlet. There's SoundCloud, there's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Audible. Uh, just search for Film Seizure. That should do it. Um, then, um, so yeah, Wednesday's new episodes, uh, Pat Garrett, Billy the Kid, this upcoming Wednesday. This upcoming Monday, my episode of Monster Mondays is for Todd Browning's Freaks. I'm excited for that because that is a very good movie mm-hmm. um, that I think people miss uh, misunderstand. Sure. Because the titular freaks are actually the good guys. They're not being oh, most fun at. Yep. Um, so it's, it's a, yeah, we'll talk about that. I'll talk about that. I think people misunderstand Monday. it because they haven't actually seen the movie. Probably. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll talk about that. But hey, guess what, guys? This Friday is the 350th B Movie Enema article. Insane. Didn't didn't you just do 200 or was that Monster Mondays? That was Monster Mondays. Last month was 200. That is. How many years is that? That's that's over six years. years. Yeah. So I went. um, So I did six in 2014 when I came back in spring of 2016. Um, pretty much since then, except for the little brief period of time that I took off for uh, a maternity leave so that Jason and I could give birth to film seizure. <laughs> you were the mother? Yes. <laughs> the ugly mother. Yeah. <laughs> you won ugly mother. We should cover Predator. Yeah, we Go should ahead. probably. But anyway, so this Friday, 350th B-movie anima, and I'm going to a... Um, uh, to an inspiration and i'm going to talk about the angry video game nerd movie oh cool. so there you go cool so uh yeah so that is at bmovieanima.com if you are so inclined to check that out but let's keep all eyes forward for pat garrett and billy the kid next wednesday freaks on monday good stuff until next week I have not killed women and children, but I have been Jeff Arbuckle. I'm Ned Theodore Logan. (laughs) Oh, my. I'm Jason Oliver, and you've been listening to Film Seizure. (laughs) 